Hi, this is Elliot Fishman. Welcome to part two of our small bowel CTA and 3D talk. And I finished the first part by showing you a nice example of SMA dissection, where it was an aortic dissection tracking into the SMA. And I said that was probably the more common version, although we had seen cases with uh, spontaneous SMA dissections, which typically present with proprandial pain. So there, it's an interesting uh, entity, fairly uncommon. And let's focus now a little bit more on the uh, mesenteric vessels. So one of the most common things we see in mesenteric vessels is plaque. We have many patients where we're looking for mesenteric ischemia, and plaque may be significant depending on the collateralization. Other cases we pick up narrowing, as with plaque, in this case incidentally, it looks like a coronary artery. There's calcified plaque and soft plaque. At times the axial mode is hard to determine how truly extensive the uh, um, narrowing is, and you can see very nicely when you go to the 3D map, there's greater than 50% stenosis of the SMA. The celiac looks good, there's calcification of the origin of the SMA, but on these 3D volume rendered image, you very nicely see the true uh, extent of narrowing. Now, at times also in terms of clot or thrombus in the vessel, particularly in the face of ischemic bowel, sometimes you get lucky and you just catch the clot, as you can see in this case, of the origin of the SMA, and you can follow it down fairly nicely. Other cases, you really can not see it as well, and in this case, you can see how helpful the sagittal was, that it shows that the vessel is not totally occluded, the vessel is patent, but there is significant compromise due to a, a non-calcified plaque within that vessel. And in fact, we can follow it down. When you look in this example, you can see a little bit of the distal SMA has clot. And uh, here it is, again, very nicely shown. Now, there are a number of entities that are, have eponyms involving the mesenteric vessels. And one of them is SMA syndrome. People always used to argue about SMA syndrome. Was it a real syndrome or not? People don't argue about mesenteric ischemia the same way. They look at this case and see narrowing of the vessels, and you see clot. But what about SMA syndrome? What are we speaking about? Well, if you look at the uh, schematic, the image on your left shows a normal angle of the SMA to the aorta, roughly in the 45-degree range. You see evidence of the uh, renal vein in bluish-green. You see evidence of a duodenum, third portion, tracked beneath the SMA. Well, in some patients, that angle is markedly decreased, and what happens? You get a nutcracker phenomenon with this compression of the renal vein, and you can get bowel obstruction. And let's look at some examples and some more details. Well, first of all, the SMA syndrome classically was described uh, with uh, total body casting. Patients were debilitated, but now we see it uh, in patients with anorexia nervosa. It's typically patients with marked weight loss marked rapid weight loss where the fat around the vessels is lost. Now in terms of some numbers, we always like numbers on CT. The SMA angle is roughly 45 degrees. I showed you that a few moments ago, ranging from 38 to 56. With SMA syndrome is markedly decreased. It's under 25 degrees, but typically around six to eight degrees. We also can measure the distance from SMA to the aorta, which is the 10 to 20 millimeter range. With the SMA syndrome, it nearly touches. It's 2 to 8 millimeters. So let's look at a few examples. Here's a case, nausea, vomiting, gastric outlet obstruction, 20-year-old, rule out ulcer disease. You can see the stomach, duodenum are markedly dilated. 
you follow this downward and you can see right where the SMA touches the aorta there's compression and obstruction at that point there's just this little space between the SMA and the aorta that's classic SMA syndrome and it's best really appreciated on the sagittal view and when you go from the axial and coronal to sagittal right here look at that angle there is no space for the renal vein or the duodenum to pass they have to be obstructed and it's very very important to recognize that now I will admit we have picked up what I would call SMA syndrome or at least the findings of SMA syndrome on CT and patients have not been truly symptomatic but uh, we sometimes wonder specifically what is going on in those situations and here's just such a nice example look at the renal vein it's like a flat structure again uh, another example same thing color mapping grayscale just to markedly narrow the angles well under 10 degrees another example gastric outlet obstruction stomachs distended duodenums distended that's the key you need to see the duodenum distended to where it crosses the spine roughly third portion and here it is you see how the duodenum is dilated right till you get that crossing SMA and here it is again very nicely shown coronal or sagittal perspective and this is very classic for SMA syndrome there's just no other diagnosis how to manage SMA syndrome is another issue again um, one set of images to recognize that this is a real entity it's not just something you hear about but I will say that it may be impossible to make the diagnosis unless you have sagittal imaging and I think maybe that's the reason why SMA syndrome is not very commonly diagnosed because people aren't thinking about it and they're not doing sagittal reconstructions I believe a sagittal view is critical in any abdomen uh, when you're looking for anything that may involve the vascularity speaking about vascularity let's look at mesenteric ischemia that's a common indication for CT and can be divided into arterial disease and venous disease arterial disease occlusion due to atherosclerosis or emboli or trauma venous disease venous thrombosis portal hypertension and estrogen use to mention a couple when you ask what are the CT findings in ischemic bowel well the simplest one is bowel dilatation and mild dilatation which is not very specific as disease progresses you see wall thickening over three millimeters the mesenteric veins may be engorged you may see a misty mesentery thickening of the mesenteric fat you may see intramural gas but if you're seeing gas in the bowel wall that's pneumatosis that's a late sign and if you see portal or mesenteric venous gas that's really a late sign that means infarction that means high morbidity high mortality so in saying that we want to pick up ischemia when it's early when it's reversible but recognizing that luminal dilatation is very nonspecific so some examples if you gave positive contrast we commented the wall is paper thin here's examples of walls in the four to five millimeter range with with ischemia with Crohn's disease with radiation bowel wall thickening is often symmetric this was a patient with ischemia ischemia and Crohn's can look identical another patient with lupus look at the second through fourth portion of duodenum look how enlarged and edematous the folds are they're thickened the patient has ascites again could it be other etiologies yes but this would be suspicious for ischemia I mentioned before about bowel enhancement I mentioned that you can see increased or decreased enhancement 
Well, in this case, look at the cross-section of those vessels. Um, you see that there's prominent vessels, but then these bowel loops, there's five of them, all seem to have some enhancement. And when you look more carefully at the images, you see the bowel is really irregular. It loses the normal folds, but what you're seeing is wall thickening. This is ischemic bowel. Now, we don't need to see air to say ischemic bowel. I mean, you see air like this, it's late stage, and this patient's going to have a tough fight for their lives. But you can see, in this case, extensive pneumatosis throughout the patient's small bowel. It's not a segmental issue in this patient. Often it is. Very easy to recognize air in the dependent portions of the bowel wall, make the diagnosis. This patient also had portal venous air. Uh, you look at the abdominal sections with pneumatosis, and here's the patient's portal venous air. Now, in saying that, we always say when you see portal venous air, it's a surgical emergency in the face of ischemia because of the poor outcome. But important to remember that portal venous gas it's ischemia until proven otherwise, but you can see it with catheterization, diverticulitis, acute gastric dilatation or acute intestinal obstruction, peptic ulceration, post-colonoscopy or post-ERCP. So it's something to think about, but you may not be definitive as to a specific diagnosis. Let's look at another case. Here, there's abnormal enhancement of the liver. You see the hyperemia around the periphery versus the central area perfusion changes, and now we look at the bowel. There's a lot of edematous uh, vasculature present to the bowel, which is dilated. And when you put that in 3D, you can see the bowel loops are thickened, they're edematous, they're hyperemic, and the patient has very, very prominent folds and flow to these vessels, to the jejunal components, as well as to the ileal components. Look at a few of the images. Look how dilated those vessels are. We see that with ischemia, more common with chronic ischemia. We have increased flow, which you see very nicely as in this example, and you can see it here as well. So it's something to remember. When you're seeing thick bowel, you're seeing hyperemia, you better think about the possibility of uh, mesenteric ischemia. It's something to consider. We also would consider, of course, other possibilities. Uh, you can see increased flow in patients with Crohn's disease, but the bowel looks different in those situations. So it's something, again, to be very much aware of. Now, this case, here's two more examples. I mentioned besides the increased vascularity, we also see the increased enhancement of the bowel. Now, with ischemia, we may see enhancement, this so-called hyperemia. We may also see decreased enhancement. And here's an example rule out obstruction, look how poorly this bowel enhances. Even on the coronal view, you just don't see great bowel enhancement. And that's worrisome. And sure enough, when you look at the sagittal view, you see occlusion of the patient's SMA, about four sodomies from its origin. Celiac looks good. This patient was having a large embolus with secondary ischemic bowel. So let me make the comment about bowel. We said decreased or increased flow. Increased flow, uh, this so-called white bowel, you see that with IBD, with ischemic bowel due to ultrapermeability, and you do see, or can get fooled in theory, if you're not used to its appearance, on the rapid injection of contrast, but that's 
was a problem years ago. Now it's no longer a problem. Here's just a great example. Look at the abnormal wall pattern. Look at the hyperemia. Look at the vasa recta going to bowel. The vasa recta will increase in prominence, particularly when the disease is active. It's a very good sign, this so-called comb sign. And take out your combs right there. Look at that hyperemia of bowel. This was a patient with active Crohn's disease. And you could argue what's better, volume or MIP, but you could see a well in both scenarios. One of the important things in terms of uh, disease activity, it's not just an exercise because it's been shown that if you see prominent pericolic or perienteric vasculature, it suggests the patient's disease is active and requires more aggressive therapy than patients without the CT finding. So it indeed is a very important finding. With that, let me stop there. And let's pick it up next time when we discuss some of the small bowel tumors. Thank you very much.